Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Murphy here in for the final hour of the ride. In for Pat Royce, who's traveling down to Fort Myers to his estate. Well, he'll be dropping anchor, I guess, for the next six weeks, or the better part of the next six weeks as the Twins go down there for spring training. Yes, uh, sir. Philadelphia today. Oh, man. Had their moment, finally. Uh, they won the game Sunday, but today is when the city came out in mass and crowded Broad Street. When you saw the visuals, it was very reminiscent of the Cubs party. Yeah, back in and it looked like a nice day there too. It was like in the mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, so it was very tolerable. Um, but yeah, it was a big, it was a big party because it was very cathartic for the city of Philadelphia. First Super Bowl championship, first NFL championship of any kind since nineteen sixty. The parade route ended at the steps of the Art Museum, of course, which Rocky climbed in nineteen seventy six to that thundering uh, theme song, and then uh, Senator Jason Kelsey took the. Podium in a, uh, I guess, a court jester outfit and delivered the poetic, unhinged rant of a lifetime. Philadelphia! If you love the Eagles, let me get a hell yeah! You love the Philadelphia Eagles, let me get a hell yeah! Where's my little uh, Hulkamaniacs? I know Lane and Chris just talked about this, but I don't think that it's been beat home enough. Howie Roseman, a few years ago, was relinquished of all control pretty much in this organization. He was put in the side, hey, hey! He was put in the side of the building where I didn't see him for over a year. Two years ago, when they made a decision, he came out of there a different man. He came out of there with a purpose and a drive to make this possible. And I saw a different Howie Roseman, an underdog, Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. Now, Kelsey's now gargling with whiskey and razor blades. Doug Peterson, a man who went for it on fourth and down. Fourth and down. Fourth and down. Fourth and down. With the trick play. He wasn't playing. Playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. And it don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. Jason Peters was told he was too old. Didn't have it anymore. Before he got hurt, he was the best freaking tackle in the NFL. Hang in, hang in there with us, folks. It gets even worse. Stephen Wisniewski ain't 
good enough. Jason Kelsey's too small. Lay Johnson can't lay off the juice. Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Carson Wentz didn't go to a Division One school. Nick Foles still got it. Mark Clement's too slow. The airplane they got it anymore. Jay and John can't stay healthy. Tory Smith can't catch. Nelson Aguilar can't catch. Zach Gers can't block. Red Selleck's too old. Brandon Graham was drafted too high. Reavers, you got your hand on the bleep button? Oh, yeah. He got it. Yeah, Tory Smith did drop a pass. He was All right, I'm gonna. I think we get it. Yeah, I think we. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what's what's great about that moment? Obviously, Kelsey is hammered. Yeah, clearly. But the reaction, because they're all the entire team, the coaching staff, the front office people, the owner, they're all huddled together on the on the steps and near you the can rock, see that. and you can see them all reacting to Kelsey saying all these things that were talked about in the media for these various players, and they're all reacting. Exactly well, like you would the, think. The best part, though, too, was he's Howie Rosen <laughs> was banished to the side of the building, wasn't allowed to come out for years. He's standing there next to the owner who actually did banish him two years was that, ago. Was that a Chip Kelly thing? Yeah, it was a Chip Kelly okay, thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lori at least signed off on it. Sure. Um, but that's, the, I mean, look, I. It's fourth I, and down. It's fourth and down, <laughs> oh and he's God. going for it. Fourth and down. It's the Super Bowl. <laughs> this um, speech is brought to you by Jack Daniels. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> um, look, I, I I appreciate what the Eagles fans have been through. I appreciate what uh, the Eagles have dealt with being sort of thought of as nobodies and uh, the worst thirteen and three team out there, and uh, had no chance to beat the Falcons, no chance to beat the Vikings, no chance to beat the Patriots. But the martyrdom's getting a little bit old right about now. Uh, well, and teams do this every year, right? Like the team that wins the title, they always pull a nobody gave us a chance thing. Yeah, you know, they, they nobody. always do that. Zimmer was classic for that a couple years ago. Nobody said we yeah. could win in Chicago. Nobody said we could win the division. I don't recall anybody ever saying you couldn't. Even we just pointed that out are, that you haven't. Even teams <laughs> that are favored by 10 and cover the spread afterwards are like, oh, yeah, nobody gave us a chance. Yeah, you okay. all doubted us. You all hated us. Well, to his credit, Michael Lombardi, who is, I believe, an NFL Network mm-hmm. analyst. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to work for Belichick back in the day, too, so he's not yep. some dolt. Uh, did uh, tweet out, quote, look, I deserve what Kelsey said. I was wrong, and he is right. So, to Lombardi's That credit, shows me something. I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, he's getting pounded on, uh, which, you know, that's that. Hey, look, what we do for a living as an analyst or or as a, as a talk show, we say things. You know, we say things what we view at the time. I mean, you got to own your decisions, but to... To sit there and think that you know an NFL Network analyst isn't going to is going to praise the Doug Peterson hire as the greatest acquisition or the greatest move a team has ever made. Nobody had faith in Doug. You're Peterson. compensated at times to give an opinion that may or may not be popular either at the time or, or certainly later, or certainly and, later and will be disproven later. And what I think is hilarious is I remember. Whether it was draft night, Eagle fans weren't all that worked up about the move at the time either. Oh. Eagle fans were also, I remember I remember when they hired Chip Kelly. And Eagle fans were ecstatic mm-hmm. when they, when they hired go. him. Yeah. So again, just because things work out one way or another doesn't necessarily mean that the fan base is right either. Because they probably all had opinions at the time. And, of, and I'll never forget that day on draft night in Donovan 1999. Donovan Everybody wanted them to take Ricky Williams and they took Donovan and, Instead, because, you know, quarterback is kind of an important position. And so, yeah. You know who I'd like to get a quote from right now, though? Or maybe after the after the Eagles had won is Andy Reid. 
I wonder how he felt, given the fact um, that Doug Peterson is his protege, basically. Yeah, you know, Andy Reid doesn't strike me as a guy that really keeps score in that regard. He's always been a very oh, common... Oh, I disagree. Cl- Don't you remember when the Chiefs went back to Philadelphia? Mm, well, after yeah, they okay, that him? was a one-off. One but, I mean, he doesn't strike me as a guy that harbors grudges. I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I guess I just remember when that relationship ended. And we all thought, well, Andy's getting a pretty good paycheck to walk away. Yeah, and it was and, after 13 years or something, too. Sure. And then he basically took that Chiefs job a week later, and you're thinking, okay, he he doesn't want to just walk away for a little bit. He wants to get right back at it. I don't know. I, I guess I would just be curious at what his thoughts were after that happened. I'm sure he'll be asked at the Combine. That'll be the next event. Sure, true. Uh, Randy, uh, you, you suffered through many, many terrible losses there. Your your thoughts on your protege. You just traded your quarterback. You you just fired half your staff. You're, you're rebuilding. Murph, you kind of sound like Chili there. When I, you I were did a little bit. I was just thinking uh, of that because Chili did good. How about your guy? He's back. He's back in Chicago. How He's even closer. That? He's in the division. We're oh, going to see him man. twice a year. Uh, the kick-ass uh, offense returns. Yeah. Mr. Bisky. Uh, <laughs> we're yeah. going to get a running back who's able to uh, uh, hit the gaps and step through trash. You know, I be- kind of agree with Royce about Chili though he was a good coach he just didn't resonate well with he was the not fans. a leader of men i i believe he might have been a good he was a good sure. football coach that's fair but both with the public and i think in the locker room he was not necessarily a respected leader of men and that's probably more than half the job because yeah. as a head coach you can delegate the x's and o's to your coordinators true and your position coaches but you got to be the guy that plants the flag and has all 53 run through a wall for you. But, man, you win a division with Gus Farad and Tavares Jackson. Oh, my god! Yeah, well, and then they got rolled by a very bad Eagles team at the Metrodome in that wild card game, too. Yeah, that's when true. He, when he went with Tavares instead of Gus Farad. Yeah, he should have gone with Gus. You got, you got yeah. barbecued for that decision. Uh, we'll be back right after this. This is Murphy in for Royce on the ride on 1500 ESPN. Amidst all that madness in Philadelphia today, Vikings general manager Rick Spielman and co- head coach Mike Zimmer were in Philadelphia to interview Eagles quarterback coach Joe DeFilippi? DeFilippo. 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 So, you think he was hammered? Uh, like that's a great players? question. I mean, I, I would hate to have a job interview the day the all victory right, Zim, Here's the deal. Here's what I want. You know, I've got the feet up, got the cocktail. That'd be sweet. Maybe they shared some. Oh, how about that? You know, maybe Zim brought the red wine as he likes what, to talk about. What was the, remember the Zim said after the Saints game, he celebrated with a couple of Devani's pizzas and was it, was it? Red, the red wine. Oh, it was red wine. Yeah. I thought it was a whiskey. It was red wine. No, I don't think he's ever said whiskey. He's usually a Cabernet guy. He is. I've, okay. I've, I've, I've uh, clinked glasses with him a couple okay. times. Coors okay. Light and Cabernet Sauvignon. All right. That's, that's his mm, preference. Doable. Um, what do we think about this? This guy developed not only Carson Wentz, but he also kind of put, Nick Foles in a position to become the Super Bowl most valuable player. He's going to be able to call plays in Minnesota, whereas uh, he wasn't really calling them. I think in in Philadelphia, but neither was Doug Peterson in right. Kansas City. Right? You know, I you know what? Here's what I like about it. I like that they're taking their time and they're not just. And again, Stefanski might be the guy, but they're not just saying, "Up, oh, the job is yours." I like that they're they're going around, they're, they're talking to due people. Diligence. Absolutely, they're I'm, doing I'm, their yeah. due diligence. They're going to keep it all internal, though. Um, of course, this all comes down to who they're going to choose in quarterback, too, and who's going to fit well with this guy. And whoever they bring in is going to make that's going to play be the, a role. Yes, in they're going to be, I want. And of course, all of this this delay or this sort of uh, deliberate process is the ripple effect of Josh McDaniels backing out of the Indiana Indianapolis Colts job because obviously that was a 
It's kind of sent a ripple effect on the timeline, although they did just hire somebody too. But Sports Center showing Kelsey on the TV. Yes. That outfit. I, I know. Anybody remember the Parquet Margarine commercials? Are you guys too young to remember Parquet oh, yeah, Margarine? I remember, I remember That's that. That's who he looks That's like. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry. but so No, I wasn't making any point that was worth uh, knowing. But I do think it is. Is it crucial that this has to be done soon? Because I don't think it is. I mean, free agency doesn't start until what? March is it March first? Is that when free agency starts in the NFL? Uh, it's in that realm. Uh, it might even be no. It's around the twelfth or fifteenth because okay. they have that. Uh, well, I guess three day legal window tampering over. window they call it. Yeah. I guess my my point is they've got time. It's not like they have to have this coach in place tomorrow or even at the end of this week. You know, so I'm I'm completely fine with it. Plus, I think that position for other coaches around the league is a pretty desirable one. The Vikings are a good team and they have a really good defense, so they should be out there looking for. That next Pat Shermer, that next Doug Peterson, that's who they should be going after. I, you know, I'm, I'm of the thinking that this 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 will be done in in due time, as they say. But it's all, what kind of decisions are they going to make on the three-headed monster that is the quarterback? Now, Manny and I were talking before the show. I mean, he was suggesting they may want to franchise Keenum, which uh, would certainly anger him. But is I, I don't get the impression Mike Zimmer was ever completely sold on Case Keenum. He wasn't. And he's still in love. He's got a man crush on Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm just thinking, you know, there's so much uncertainty with Teddy, but I'm, I'm guessing they know something more medically than they've let on publicly. That they've either had some assurances or they've seen what he looks like in practice and have more faith in him because they still aren't sort of willing publicly to pump the brakes on any of the Teddy speculation that he could be the guy coming back because I, it just seems very irrational that he would be able to you'd be able to put this franchise in his lap yeah. at this point. I just it's 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 tough for me to read because I don't know if like we we know Mike Zimmer loves Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. And obviously they've been seeing him in practice every day so they they have a better idea of like where he's at. What kind of throws he can make, what his mobility is. Right. They have a better idea than the rest of us do on the outside looking in. But I, and I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, is this, I think you still have to ask the question, is Mike Zimmer leaning with Teddy because of his heart or because of his brain? Well, certainly he's leaning with his heart. Yeah. But is he going to trust his brain to make the right decision? Is his heart, is his heart, Telling him what he's seeing in Teddy Bridgewater. That's a great question. That's an open-ended question. Like, because it is easy to say, well, we've been seeing him in practice, and we think he looks good, and we think he's going to be ready to go. But he's not facing a, d- you... a defensive pass rush. He's right. not rolling out and, of the pocket on third down. And I just wonder if that is Mike, if if that's Mike Zimmer's heart telling him that Teddy looks good and Teddy's going to be ready to go, and that you know we just we believe that he's going to be ready to go when. Maybe, maybe the reality is maybe he's not. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, obviously they have a better idea. And than he's going to have to compete with somebody. So yeah, it well, seems that's logical that, that that Keenum would be that guy. Uh, if you franchise tag him, what's the average? Uh, Garoppolo is going to tick it up a little. But what are we looking at? Twenty to twenty-five million Something for like one that, year. Yeah. And he's going to have another prove-it season. Yeah. You know the one the one talker that I don't think is getting nearly enough play is the candidate to be the Case Keenum in 2018 in whatever for whatever team in this league is going to be Sam Bradford. I still think when they're all healthy, and I know that's a question mark with all three of them, but when they're all healthy, he's the best quarterback out of the three. He's it's, the best thrower. Oh, I, I think he's the best quarterback. Period. I really do. 
He's got the best arm. That's and again, I know he's some. He's a basically a statue in the pocket. I get all that, but if he was healthy enough to come off, you know, he could have probably played the last few games of the season. And I know the knee is the big question mark. I I get that, but boy, he's still a he's still a really good player. I I just don't trust. I don't trust his body. I don't think the team trusts it either. I just don't trust. I don't think they do either, but. I, th- I could see him going somewhere. And there's going to be I a lot of teams a, that are going to need a oh, quarterback. Yeah, he's he's going to get a job. They're in high demand. I mean, he's yeah. going to get a job, and he's going to get paid. Not $18 million, but he'll get a good chunk sure. of and, change. And I, and I think there is a little more upside. Like, I, I think Bradford right now is better, but I think there's a little more upside with Teddy. If Because this, of his if, age? But, if his if his knee checks but, out. But his knee is probably more significantly damaged than, than uh, Bradford's was, although Bradford's is chronic. I mean, yeah. this is just—it's just an unbelievable situation the Vikings find themselves in. They have three former, current, potentially franchise quarterbacks starters, and they're going to potentially lose at least two of them. They're going to lose two of them in theory, right? Possibly, yeah. It's—it'll it, depend if they franchise Keenum or not. Yeah, yeah. and they—it's—it's it's really like a shell game because you don't know which whoever they pick. They have to get it right, mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't know if they're going to do that. Because you've got and a the window. consequences are are huge. Because you've got a window with this defense right now that your whatever decision they make is going to going to have to be the right. And I tell you what, that defense got exposed. New Orleans yes. exposed it. They gave up fifty eight points in their last five quarters in the playoffs. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's an aberration or if there's. There are holes now that teams can really exploit. Well, I mean, and the defense is much different when it's on the road than it is at home. Mm-hmm. We, well, saw, anybody, we clearly saw that. Yeah, well, that, that I guess that would be the case with anybody, right? True, but you, oftentimes we always hear that the defense can travel. You know, when, yeah. when you when you talk about some of the elite, but it did. It traveled to Lambo. It traveled every. You know, they lost to Pittsburgh. That was really against got Brett Hundley and Lambo. Yeah, okay, fine, good point. <laughs> but it, but in Washington, they you know, beat they got, Atlanta. They look great at Atlanta. Yeah, that's true, and it was on an artificial surface. But you know when they when they played Washington they got they gave up thirty points Pittsburgh they got lit up pretty good and I'm not ripping the defense the defense is good the defense is one of the best in the entire league I think for me like with the defense something that they may have to look at is adding another pass rusher it's not Daniel Hunter no I mean I think Daniel Hunter's fine but I just I I look at what the Eagles have with their defense with, the with their depth, tackles with, and their defensive tackles. Yeah, and just the overall depth that they have on their defensive line. The Vikings the Vikings didn't have terrible depth there, but you know, they had a couple guys they could rotate it in and out, but they just that pass rush just kind of disappeared in the second half against New Orleans, that pass rush disappeared. And at times it just was non-existent in the NFC Championship game too. And and I I just wonder if that was part of just Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter and Lamar Joseph just kind of wearing down. If they can add some depth and just some guys they can kind of rotate in a little bit more, I think that'll help. I also lot. still think that the number one area of need outside of quarterback, obviously they do have to get that figured out, is still offensive line. They better spend another first round draft need, pick on a, a guard on a starting yep. offensive lineman, whether it's a tackle guard. Well, Joe or whatever. Berger's retiring. We know that. Yep. So, um, but I don't think Remmers is is an answer. I mean, he's a he's a guy. He's just. You know, he was exposed, but you can't yeah. count on him. He gets hurt all the time. Well, and, yeah. Uh, but my, I guess my point is you saw the, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl because of line play. Yes, Nick Foles played great, but their offensive line is outstanding, and so is their defensive line, and that's why they hoisted the trophy this year. It's because of line play. And that's the greatest area of need outside of figuring out the quarterback position with the Vikings. Because if you have a good offensive line, you can – 
probably get away with more of a good but not great quarterback and win with that if your offensive and, line is fantastic. And the other thing I don't think we're we're figuring in is what if they do bring back one or two of the guys, whether it's franchising Keenum, signing Teddy, and then drafting and developing a guy. I mean that that's also a possibility. Well, yeah, they got to look down the road. That would be smart, but I not to bring him in as as a com, to compete in the no. Mix. But you you bring him in a, a second round pick sure, or whatever, sure. a third round pick, and you let him sit. Well, the kid they got they signed. Who did they sign out of Denver? Uh, uh, Stoli, Soli, what's his name? Kyle Kyle Slaughter. Kyle Slaughter. Yeah. They love his arm. They love his raw ability. Sure. So maybe that's the guy. All right, we're gonna uh, break. We're gonna be back with one more Johnny Height. Sports update, and then we'll bring it in for a soft landing here on the ride. This is Murphy and Ferroisi on 1500 ESPN. You're 533 on this Thursday afternoon. Johnny Height is in with one more update. Thanks, Murph. This update sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Wild uh, in action tonight. In fact, this kicks off a five-game homestand for the local hockey squad, the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes! <laughs> Down for a game. The deadbeats. <laughs> the Twins have made a formal contract offer to you, Darvish, according to Doogie, Darren Wolfson. Hey, yeah, I want a scoop, baby. Whether or not Darvish accepts the deal remains to be seen, but the contract offer represents the culmination of the winter's worth of stated interest in Darvish. Uh, Doogie says that the Darvish contract offer does not cover six years, but uh, speculates it's either four or five in duration. Let me guess how many years. I said four. Four, maybe five. (laughs) Uh, Free agent Mike Napoli, according to Doogie, apparently uh, is trying to recruit Darvish to the Twins. Wait, even, what? Even though Napoli has not, not here. Even though Napoli has not signed a contract. <laughs> hey, yeah, you to play should go Minnesota. there. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the summers are great. Schools are fine. <laughs> that is interesting. So do they are they gonna sign Napoli too? Well, maybe maybe well, Napoli's trying to get in their good graces. Oh and if I deliver you you, can you deliver for me? That's not a bad thought, Murph. You're probably right. I don't right. think Napoli can put that kind of scheme together. But how did he what kind of year did he Napoli, have last year? Not great. He, he had a, a buck ninety three, but yeah, he had twenty nine bombs. A lot of home runs and no average. Uh he does have a history with Thad Levine, of course, from their days in Texas. We're talking about Napoli now, and also with twins uh, CBO Derek Falvey from their time together in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, Doogie also reports uh, the Twins are still interested in free agent starters Alex Cobb and Lance Lynn, although no former offers extended to them. And uh, also, uh, this uh, this just makes me sad. I'm sorry, because I used to love this ball player. The Twins will have a scout at Tim Lincecum Showcase on February 15th. Tim, please retire. Please. He yeah. was with the Angels last year, right? Uh, was it last year or two years? No, it Maybe. was last year. I, I thought it was right. last what, year. Uh, what really happened to him? It wasn't. It was. It wasn't injuries, was it? It's, it was. Some of it was injuries. He's one of those guys with that style of delivery because he's just so he's so little. Yeah, so a lot you of know. torque and a lot of wear and tear. <laughs> but exactly, if his mechanics aren't one hundred percent, he's a guy that's just going to fall off but the table really for quick. For him, it's like Tim. You won three World Series. You mm-hmm. pitched a couple. You threw a couple no hitters. Got a Cy like, Young. You know. Got a Cy Young. Just you know, hanging up. You, I did you, you, nothing to complain about your career. The uh, d- stint he had with the Angels, uh, his fastball was topping out. I just read this the other day at eighty seven. Oof. So. Yeah. You know, well, if on. he can if he can finesse, you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Jamie Moyer pitched till he was like eight forty seven with John. That's true, but when he was at his best, he was throwing ninety five. So, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> Even at, in his forties, he was no. Lins- he's talking about Lincecum. Yeah, no, not right. Moyer. God, no, no. no. <laughs> hey, you know what? The Fairbowl Lakers will take Lincecum. <laughs> we'll take him. Absolutely, Saints. Yeah. yeah, all Vec would do it. Absolutely, Vec would do it. Uh, he's having a big. I don't know if you guys saw. He's having a big showcase the fifteenth, and a bunch of teams will be there. So Lakers would probably take Jamie Moyer too, wouldn't they? Oh hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We're trying to talk Perk into it, but uh, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't. He won't get back to me. The defending <laughs> champion Minnesota Lynx will start the twenty eighteen season at home May twentieth against the LA Sparks in a rematch of the last two WNBA finals. The league unveiled the schedule today. A second visit by the Sparks is set for July fifth. Lynx will play on the road against L.A. June 3rd and August 2nd. The 17-game home slate for the Lynx includes five Sunday games. Uh, this is the 20th season for the Lynx, who will play at the renovated Target Center. And uh, you know what's going to be here this year? The WNBA All-Star Game. Oh. What, what date? July 28th. This will be the first time that they uh, this city has hosted the WNBA All-Star Game. Candace Parker, by the way, I don't don't know if you saw this, Johnny. She's not very happy about uh, having to start the season as the Lynx uh, get their rings in front of the team. That She she said, a tad disappointed that the longest-standing women's sports league takes the lead ahead of other major sports leagues in doing something none of them would ever do, make the runner-up team watch a ring ceremony that could have been theirs. Oh, get over it. (laughs) But wouldn't that... She she forgot that the uh, New York Mets... Had to play at Kansas City to start oh, yeah. the season That's after right. the right. Royals beat them in the World Series that, the next season. Wait, I that forgot happens. that. Did anybody remember that? Well, Other I, than Manny, the Manny uh, the, the Oracle, yeah. <laughs> the Oracle. But it's just it's it's just like come on, who who, who cares? Well, exactly. and when you're when you only have how many teams do they have in that league? There's only 12. so many options you can have to open up the well, season. And you know what, Candace? Next time, win the game. Win the game. Yeah, win, win the title. Yeah. Next time. How is that an affront? Yeah. yeah. Star Tribune reporting the Timberwolves are updating plans for Flip Saunders night at Target Center. They've announced the pregame ceremony and unveiling of a banner. Uh, this all happens on February 15th. They play the Lakers that day. That's a week from tonight, John. That is. Doors will open to fans at 6.30, and all fans will get a commemorative coin. The event raises money for the Flip Saunders Legacy Fund, established by his family to support deserving individuals and groups to continue to portray the positive impact of the life of Flip. Will KG be there? I don't know. Are we still? Are is that still sour? That whole relationship? I guess. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's getting bit. old. Yeah, they he, have left the door open for him to to have his number retired, but uh, KG still a little. But they're not uh, rolling the red carpet out through that open door, and I think that's got him rankled. I just feel bad yeah. for that guy. I mean, he's living check to check the way he is. Yeah. He <laughs> probably can't afford the plane ticket here too. So each Wolves player that night will have custom sneakers made by I'm not familiar with this company. Kickstradamus, auctioned off outside Section 118 at the game. And at halftime, speed painter David Garibaldi will create artwork honoring Saunders. The painting and game-worn jerseys will be part of a post-game auction. KG did bring the band back together on uh, oh, Area yeah. 21 the other night. With did you Gary. watch it? I, I watched a little bit of it, though. I'll have to rewatch it. See, let, me get, let me guess again. It was him, Trenton Hassel. Uh, T. Hud. Yep. He likes to shush, shush, shut T-Hud. it down. Wow. Uh, Gary Trent. Gary was Trent. Was Joe I, Smith there? No, Joe Smith was oh, not there. I think, that, I think that was all of them there. Okay. You listed, yeah. But T. Hud. Remember he had a concert at Target Center? Yeah. Eight people showed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if he was even that many. No. <laughs> and they got, I remember the photos and KG and the boys got a suite. You know, like, yeah, we're going to get a suite for T. Hud's concert. And they literally were the only people there. 
<laughs> One NFL note, the Chiefs have cut veteran quarterback Daryl Rivas. 32-year-old uh, Rivas sat out most of last season until he signed a two-year deal with the Chiefs. He took that playoff, too. November 23rd, he played in five games, uh, plus the playoff loss to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, didn't uh, do much. In fact, uh, he even said that at the end of the season. He said, I wasn't great or my best ever. No way, but at the same time, for what I came in here for and was asked to do, for the most part, I'm happy. He was I checked went. out. So checked long for the out. island. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> All right, this is Murphy in for Royce. We'll bring in for soft landing on the ride with Royce on 1500 ESPN. Live at the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is Brian Murphy, the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. In for Patrick Royce on the ride. He is heading down to Fort Myers to set up shop at his condo and his estate for the inevitable arrival of the Twins next week, uh, which got me to thinking, um, you know, I'm going to Scottsdale next week with the missus for Valentine's Day. Nice. And we're going to go disappear basically around the pool and... Maybe sleep till noon, or or maybe just sleep. Oh all no, day kids! By the pool. Just you two. Oh yeah. Oh man. Parents are coming in next week. Grandma and grandpa, quality time. It's nice. win win. I've um, always said after this, the week after the Super Bowl is the time to just get out of town because it's been enough. Yeah, it's been absolutely enough. I love it here. I love it here. I will never live anywhere else but Minnesota, the Twin Cities. But you got to break up the You've winter. Got to do it for your own sanity. Yeah, it's like halftime, and if you do it. The week after the Super Bowl, when you get back, there's there's not that many weeks left of winter. No, basically, I'd say it's late in the third quarter. Yeah, and the clock is running. Absolutely, That's how I look at it. Are you going somewhere too? Yeah, uh, the bride and I are uh, heading to San Diego, my favorite city in the country, yeah. San Diego, California. Gaslight district. I for you. love, love, love that city. Well, and what's funny is we were we're going to bring this up uh, in the next hour on the beer show, but the craft beer scene in that part of the country is un. Believable. You wouldn't think it that way. It's more wine country out there. It right? is. Well, that's Northern California. Well, but California in general. California in general. But the uh, I was looking online because I was going to map out my route. You know, I get one day where that's what we're going to do. We're going to hit up a couple of those spots. But you can't do it in one. There's like a hundred places out there to try. So I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's well, been a few years. So. St. Paul uh, school teachers are ta- uh, have voted to authorize a strike on February 13th as well, and that's the first day my parents will be taking over, <laughs> and we'll be out in Arizona <laughs> monitoring the development. Good luck, Mom and the, Dad! <laughs> yes, and they also have a school dance that they have to sh- uh, bring oh, them to. No. Now, this is a third grader and a first grader, so we'll be on vacation while Grandma and Grandpa chaperone them to the school dance. I was talking to another parent about this the other because I'm going through the school year as a parent for the very first time. My kid just started kindergarten. Yeah, it's amazing how much time off they get. What you mean, with teachers? No, the kids. Uh, well, so we know, had the some week holidays off. and yeah, but I, I they guess all go 180 days. But, all... So like today we had late start. Today, okay. which is not a big deal because my schedule is fun. My wife gets up early and she's out the door before the sun's up. So I take care of the boys every morning and then I drop them off at school and at daycare and then boom, I'm, I come into work. But I couldn't believe how much time off they get during the school year. Maybe it's just because I'm relating it to my school calendar, which was 20 some years ago. Yeah, it's it's all sort of the various thing. They're all going to go 180 days. So, you know, don't don't sweat it. All right. I mean, you're going to get you're going to you're going to discover a lot of things. And you're going to get sucked into that 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 school organizing. You're oh, going to yeah. be there all the time. My wife is on the school board, or not the school board, but the parent hey, advisory gotta, council. You got to go sell wrapping paper. Yeah, you're going to come with me to the uh, the student service. Oh my God, why did you sign up for this? Right. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, here's a this is a great story I just saw in the New York Times, by the way. So uh, the, not not exactly a bastion of uh, radical news, but. Who doesn't like Girl Scout cookies, right? Oh my God. Aren't they the greatest thing ever? One mm-hmm. of us may or may not have whiffed down an entire box last night after dinner before bed. Of course bedtime. they are. So oh, it's that God, season again, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this Girl Scout is the entrepreneur of the planet because in San Diego, I saw this. <laughs> she sold more than 300 boxes in six hours. $5 a piece. She raised more than $1,500. Do you know where she set up shop? Outside a marijuana dispensary. God bless her. Now that is shrewdness. <laughs> now there is controversy around of that story. Of course there is. No, no, uh, not for what you might think. Because apparently. Um, she didn't have a permit? No. <laughs> uh, in the Girl Scout community, you're su- apparently you're not supposed to set up shop in any type of retail situation. You can't giving, just drop anchor. Giving you an unfair advantage to having many. Con- you're, it's supposed to be door to door apparently is what I how I read it. Who cares how you sell it? Oh, I, I agree. No one's no one's mad at her from the Girl Scout organization because they yeah. just got their money. Yeah. They don't care. She's going to Washington. You know oh, she's oh, going to Washington. we're going to be working for this girl someday. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. She's going to go to Washington. She's going to fix Washington. <laughs> now, do you think she came up with that idea or do you think that was a parent the old man probably said, hey, you know, Here's the we deal. live in California. It's legal. Right. These people are going to be rolling out of there. Half of them are already stoned or they're going to go get stoned. Mm-hmm. And you know what they're going to want. Cookies. Right there, baby. Yeah. They're going to destroy a box of these. I'm a caramel delight guy myself. I'm. I'm. What's the peanut butter called? The, Isn't it just, I, don't, I guess I don't know the name no, of the, it. No, the, the chocolate peanut butter. Uh, oh, yeah. T- tingle, no, Tama. Tangalongs? Uh, Tagalongs, I yeah. think that's what it is. Yeah. And Samoas. Which is the coconut? I, I'm a Samoa guy too. I can't do thin mints. I don't like mint. Never have. Oh, really? Yeah, never been a mint guy. Really? I do spearmint gum. That's the most I can do. Oh, I like I like a good thin mint. You know the best ones were last year. They had the s'mores ones. Those were dynamite. That, that's a new addition, is it not? Yeah, I don't know if they have them this year though. I don't know, but I'll, those were fantastic last year. We had uh, we had someone in the office that was uh, selling those on behalf of their child. You know, you put the thing up on, the, on the counter and you sign up for. And I bought, I don't know, five, ten boxes, whatever it was. And then I, uh, a couple weeks later, walked up to her and said, hey, uh, you got any more of those uh, s'more cookies? I, I, we, we ran out. We ran out of our house. They, just, they fell off a truck. Right. We don't know what happened to them. Uh, Didn't you just get a case yesterday? I know, exactly. I can't help it. I have no self-control. The problem is, I mean, you can't, it, it, I know it's the old Ruffles commercial, or you really just, or Pringles, you just can't eat one. No, I mean, if the package just, is opened, it's going to be it's gone. It's going to be devoured. Yes. What was, the old, what was the old Pringles? I think you can't eat just you one. You can't just one. Or it was like, once you pop, you can't stop. Or oh, maybe that's like it. That. What's yeah. the one, what's, look at Oh, up. you're thinking of Lay's. Lay's, okay. Yeah. I knew it was a potato chip. Yeah. yeah. You can't eat just one. Once you pop you can't stop oh it's like mcdonald's fries i mean you just oh, devour them I love mcdonald's fries. i mean who doesn't <laughs> yeah none of those fast food places have come even close they never will and it is it, it's it's their marketing uh behind it is brilliant because it's only you know just this limited time of the year so everybody goes nuts for a couple of weeks because you can only get girl scout cookies you know for however long their campaign is every single year right and we all know supply it. and demand oh, it's beautiful they're the pusher but i'd love to know where the distribution is because somebody's making these things they're not selling them off to the side it's only this only for they're they're only the vendors only client is are the Girl Scouts. I saw a piece online years ago about that very thing about how they're manu not manufacture but you know the entire process of it and they have varying 
and again, this was a couple of years ago, so I don't know if that's still the case, but they had varying distribution hubs around the country. Okay. This is big business for the Girl Scouts, you know. Kind of like Sweet Martha's a little bit. A little bit. You know, yeah. you contain it into a very high demand area mm-hmm. to one time a year, and you just make buckets of money, no oh. pun intended. Oh, man. Uh, my wife is FaceTiming me, by the way. Should I put her on the radio? FaceTime wouldn't make good radio. Does, does, she, it? Know, does she know you're she, on the Of course air? she knows. She should know. She's out of town. She's oh. in Washington for work. I think she forgot. Does but, she forget the time difference? Because maybe she thought you said you're on till 6 at 7 o'clock I there. give her more credit than that. Okay. I, yeah, but she should know. But that's fine. I should just put her on. Well, Hi, I get, honey. How you doing? I get people that will call me knowing that I'm on the air because right. they just want, oh, hey, I called you. I left you on voicemail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I understand that. I'm doing my job here. I can't right. do that. Right. Um, but Girl Scout cookies, Sweet Martha's. What else is out there that's only around um, maybe just a limited time that's sort of in high demand? Any other food? I'm, trying to, I'm drawing a blank because now I'm, all I'm thinking about is cookies. Oh, I know. Yeah. We, should, we should pivot here. This is the worst time of the day because, you know, you're you're at that point where you're hungry. I know. I'm starting to think about it. <laughs> I got to go pick up the kids from Discovery Club and we're going right to the restaurant. Nice. For, for dinner because I've been cooking the last two days on my own. How's that been going? Uh, you know, not exactly cooking, warming up because yesterday was leftovers. All right. And the day before I did make my, as my, my kids like to say, my world famous spaghetti. Oh, because uh, in their mind, I'm making the meatballs. They don't understand it's a frozen bag that I dump into the sauce, the jar of sauce, and boil the noodles as <laughs> right. well. They think this, because mom, my wife's a fantastic cook, so I can understand why they would think I'm sort of in that realm. I'm not going to dissuade them. Dad's a magician. Dad makes great <laughs> meatballs. Mom makes them from scratch. Dad gets them frozen. Dad gets them frozen at Cub. Yes, and <laughs> they, they work just fine. Uh, we'll be back right after this. On the Friday, uh, I almost said the Friday Football Fun Fest. That's okay. No, beer shows up next. Beer sir. shows up next. You get to go home. I get to go home. Yeah. Enjoy it, folks. Thanks for having me.